0: February with a member of our Hit Play Not Pause community, Jen McNutt. I first came across Jen last summer when she posted in our Hit Play Not Pause group that she was 47 and perimenopausal, and that she was at a week long figure skating camp where she was on the ice for six plus hours a day, and she didn't think she'd be faring as well as she was without the nutrition recommendations that she got from Next Level which many of you know is the menopause training and nutrition book I co-authored with Dr. Stacy Sims. So then in December, she posted again, great video of her skating saying... I'm thankful I stumbled onto this group and thankful for all I've learned to help increase my performance, power, strength, and endurance at this age. I just spent the weekend competing in three events. It is the first competition of the season, but it was a great starting point. I am miles ahead of where I was this time last year. Looking forward to getting all of my double jumps into this new program and looking forward to getting my double axle back for background, I skated competitively from ages 5 to 19, then was off the ice for more than 25 years before getting back to it in 2019. And in January, she posted again. More amazing videos, and this time it says official and now proof. At 47, three-ish years back on the ice after a 26-year hiatus, I have gotten all of my double jumps back. I cannot understate how much Next Level has helped me achieve this. I have been perimenopausal for the last four years with mild symptoms that last year amped up. Last year at this time, I was struggling with ongoing muscle weakness and poor recovery. I tried so many different things to combat this and was ready to throw in the towel and give up, thinking I was just getting too old and losing my power implementing some of the training recommendations as per Stacy Sims, and especially the nutrition recommendations of 30 grams of protein post-hard workouts has been a game changer for my skating season. I am feeling so much stronger and quicker, and the muscle weakness, sluggishness, etc. I experienced nearly every day last season is gone. Very thankful for this group and being constantly inspired by so many badass women. Thank you. So at this point, of course, dear listeners, I was like, I must talk to this woman. And what a great conversation. What a great conversation. I talk a lot on this show about living forward, that I believe that we should spend less time looking over our shoulder in the rearview mirror at what we used to be able to do and more time looking forward at all the incredible things that we can do and that lie ahead of us. And Jen embodies this to a T. I held on to this one for a few weeks because I wanted to see how some of the competitions that she references in the show that were coming up would go for her. And indeed, she has posted some more videos in the group. In March, unfortunately, she had a highlight from her most recent skating competition. She says she was skating better than she has been. But nine days before the competition, she broke two ribs. And after a consultation with her doctor and her being a physiotherapist herself, she taped herself up, took some Advil and took to the ice, obviously not putting out the performance she wanted, but she was really proud nonetheless. And then finally, just a few days ago, we got one more video from Jen skating beautifully saying, this sums up my last month of skating. I turned 48 in three days and have definitely surprised myself this year With the help of information in Next Level, this is not an ad for Next Level, the book, but this show does bring out the benefits of so much of what we talk about in this show all the time. She says that she did not include heavy lifting in her training this year because of lack of training access, and she wasn't really sure how to work it in. It's not something she's done, but she took a course and started lifting and was able to do a 175-pound deadlift, which is awesome, Jen, and she's stoked for the coming season, coming in even stronger, and we are totally cheering for you, Jen McNutt. Okay, before we get to it, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Feisty Menopause. Head on over to FeistyMenopause.com. Sign up for my free weekly newsletter with the blog that comes to you every week. All the menopause info you need to know. Join our Hit Play Not Pause Facebook group where we found the marvelous Jen McNutt. And if you want to be part of a deeper conversation, we have our membership. It's the Level Up membership where we meet three to four times a month with experts like you here on this show. You can find that information at feistymenopause.com as well. Finally, a very super quick thanks to Bonafide for their continued support of the show and our feisty menopause retreat. I hear from so many of you that their Reverie Moisturizer has made those vaginal tissues happy again. And I have also totally been loving their skin and hair serums because especially since I'm in the pool three days a week now, it is super hard on my hair and skin. So I really appreciate it. So thanks, Bonafide. We appreciate you. Okay, enough of me. Let's have a few words about those awesome sponsors and get on with the show. Okay, Jen, I am very, uh, very excited for this conversation. As I mentioned before, we hit record. Not really talk to a figure skater, uh, an active figure skater for sure. And I, I've been loving your posts uh, in our community in Hit Play Not Pause. So thanks for being here oh thank you it's been a journey it's been fun getting back onto the ice so yeah. you you skated and this is based on the post that I've seen you skated competitively from 5 to 19 and then there's like this 26 year height <laughs> 25 26 year um so I what, mean, there were- what happened tell, tell us about that yeah
1: um so yeah I I got to the point in figure skating where it was like well you could do this, or you can just get your tests and kind of, you know, quit because you're done high school and you got to move on. Um, and I wasn't very consistent c- competing um, through free skate. They um, got suggested that I go do ice dance, but mm, back then ice dance didn't have the lure that it does now. So I left skating. Um, I left skating quite discouraged uh, because it was kind of like it was a forced end. Um so I was quite mad at the sport for a while. So, so I went I, to school. Sorry. I don't mean
0: to, I don't mean to interrupt but I don't quite understand what happened. So what cuz I don't know enough about the skating world I guess. So w- were you part of um are you an individual are you part of a club like what did you mean like with your chess? You're an individual. um
1: and I was a free skate competitor so with jumps and spins and all that okay Mm -hmm. um so in skating there's two streams that you can usually do you can go a competitive figure skater or there's a series of tests that you can do um and you kind of just mark your progress by passing a certain level of a free skate test and quite often you do those um together but if you're competitive you have this extra extra little bit where you're competing provincially or nationally. um, There's just a little bit more demand. Um, So when it became clear that like my head game wasn't great to be consistent in the competitive free skate program, Mm -hmm. um, my coach was pretty much like, well, you're not going to make it as a free skater at this point. Um, You're a great skater. So ice dance, if we could find you a partner and you could continue on there um, or you just finish off what is the test stream of skating, um, which you get to a fairly high level. And then, you know, there's not really anything else beyond that. So what I ended up doing was finishing my tests off.
0: And then what did you do? Did you do I mean, did, did you stay active in a, in some other sport? Did you pick something else up?
1: Yep. I mean, I was always active in the gym um, because that was just kind of a part of skating, um, off-ice training. Mm -hmm. And then I picked up snowboarding. So I did a lot of snowboarding. I never competed or anything like that, but I definitely kept myself busy several times a week snowboarding. Um, I grew up in Calgary, which is about an hour away from Banff, Rocky Mountains. Um, So there was a lot of opportunity to get out to a hill fairly quickly. So that kept me busy for several years. Actually, I still snowboard, but I did a lot of it for um, probably about 15 years after I finished skating. Um, What else? And running. I got into running. um, I actually fractured my pelvis snowboarding uh, when I was 29. And it's kind of a long downtime. So there's a lot of time spent on crutches and just being slow. I hated running growing up, always hated running because I always had to do it skate- for skating and I hated it. But as I was recovering from my um, pelvis fracture, all my body felt like it wanted to do was go fast because I had spent so long walking slowly. Mm. So when I realized that, I was like, you know what? As soon as I can, I'm going to start running. And I did. And then that, that ended up, you know, Running's fun, just kind of really gradual running program um, to increase mileage. And then I was like, well, okay, maybe I'll enter a 10K. Well, maybe I'll enter another 10K. Well, maybe I'll enter a half marathon. I can try those. Well, maybe I'll do a little bit longer and start trail racing. So that kind of became my next focus was just running with goals. Yeah. I was never good. I'm not going to win anything. But I've always been a person that needs that goal. How long did you do that? Oh, I still run. Yeah, um, I'm not running. Um, I don't run a lot of races anymore. Um, but yeah, I still run.
0: I went. I want to get into your skating, which you picked up again pretty recently. I'm. I am curious what kind of crash broke that pelvis, though. Like that is a gnarly crash.
1: You. You know what? It wasn't even anything crazy. It was a. Slip on an icy, icy um, green run,
0: actually. Oh, my God.
1: Coming off a cat track, little jump, caught my edge just perfectly and came down and fractured it in two places. Um, It wasn't anything that needed to be pinned with surgery or anything. um, So it was a fairly stable fracture. Um, But yeah, it was was painful.
0: (laughs) Oh, I can only imagine.
1: Yeah, I thought I just pulled a groin muscle. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then I tried to get up and went, oh, no, this is a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I um I caught an edge in uh, Utah one time, and I didn't think you could come down on your butt that hard. <laughs> I saw oh,
1: yeah, you can slam yeah. yourself down hard. <laughs> yeah, and I must have just hit it in that perfect angle that... Yeah. something went yeah but it got me running which kept me fit for um for actually returning to the ice and I think that's why I've been able to go so far is because I was in such good shape when I decided to go back onto the ice
0: which which I read was 2019 so what like what spurs this decision to get back onto the ice after all this time
1: Well, actually a combination of my kids and then another skating mom. Um, So I have two kids and right now they're nine and 12. So they would have been, oh God, I I can't even do the math right now, younger. Um, And my son was in skating for a little bit. I just wanted him to take some lessons. So when ponds were frozen, we could go skating. Um, And I kind of wanted to keep my daughter away from skating because competitive skating can be well especially when i grew up it was very harsh yeah coaching has changed a lot now that's good to um, hear that, that it was, yeah it was it was quite harsh um a lot of body image stuff um so i just wanted to keep her away from that but when she was about 5 she wanted to take skating lessons so we put him in, we put her in lessons and then halfway through that year my son wasn't skating in skating lessons anymore but he was just like do boys figure skate I'm like, well, yeah, they do, and there just happened to be some figure skates that were black in the coach's rooms, so we tried those. They fit, so he went back into skating lessons. So they were both in skating lessons. The coach was, or the coaches were really desperate for some help, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll go and help with the can skate program. So I started um, volunteer coaching. And then just through that, at least I was on the ice a little bit. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. And, you know, I do a few turns here and there. And um, the club president, a mom of a couple of the skaters, was like, well, Sundays, the coaches have some time and they usually mess around and do some skating. Why don't you just come out? And so the seed was planted and it probably took her about two months to actually get me out there. And I finally went out there. And on my first session so much came back. Like it Mm -hmm. was crazy. Muscle memory is crazy. Um, So I was able to do a lot of what I could do before and, and I could skate and I got off that ice, just so pumped. Like it was like a part of me was home again and I didn't realize how much I missed it. But as soon as I went home, I'm like, okay, when can I skate next? What can I do with this? Of course, I'm super type A, so I always need a reason to do things. So I was like, okay, this is what I can do with it. I can pass my other dance tests um, and just have a reason to get out there and skate.
0: So how old are you at this time?
1: I was... How old am I now? <laughs> I guess I, was <laughs> I understand. 40... <laughs> was I 44? Oh, man. 47, 44. 43. It must have been 43. Yeah. Yeah. So 43. And that, um, our season here, we spend five months without ice. So I got back on the ice probably about a month and a half before the ice went out. So it was just kind of, you got to skate for five weeks and then nothing in the summer. Um, but it gave me some opportunity to kind of think about what I wanted. I needed to get new skates because my skates were, um very old and the blades were probably about ready to fall off so not the safest things to be skating in um so i kind of just took that summer to get ready and start the next season and did you start competing um i never intended to okay
0: um
1: but as i found some adult skating groups uh, on facebook um cuz i really wanted to to see if there was a lot of other adult skaters out there. Um, Cause there's kind of that stigma, especially with the like gymnastics dance, like those more artistic sports, there's kind of that stigma against adults doing them, um, which is kind of sad because there's actually a lot of adults that do them. So the more I looked into it, I was like, Oh wow, there's thousands of adults that are skating that have taken up skating at 40 that have gotten back onto the ice um, and then through all these groups, I was like, Oh, there's adult competitions. Cool. So that's when I got it into my head that maybe I would do a couple competitions too. Um, going back onto the ice the start of the season, um, the 2019 2020 season, I had it in my head that I could do an artistic competition. So Artistic skating, um, there's not as much spins and jumps. So there's not that focus on jumps. I figured, you know, with my age, I wouldn't be doing doubles anymore. I would just be skating for fun, um, you know, and this would give me the opportunity to compete and have a goal, a reason to skate. So um, we made up a program, um, signed up for a competition, But along the way too, um, I was lucky enough to skate with some young girls that were, they're great. The the club in Nelson is fantastic. Um, Lots of supportive girls. No one looking at you like you're way too old to be out here. Why are you here? So I decided to do the group lesson with them. So every week um, they all have a, a, a singular lesson with one coach and there's always a different focus. So one day the focus was double jumps double sow cow in in particular and this is usually one of the first doubles that you learn so we were doing the progressions and the coach was like well why don't you just pull in for one just try one I'm like oh well yeah okay fine I'll just try and I almost landed it and I was like all right maybe I can do doubles again did you fall did I fall? No, no. I would say I just didn't go for it enough. So um, it was a little bit under rotated and I landed on two feet. Okay. Yeah, didn't fall on that one. Um, but then I decided, okay, well, I'm going to start trying these. And then I started looking into free skate competitions because I was like, well, maybe I can jump a little bit again. So got that into my head. And I don't, the first year I didn't um, do a free skate program. I just stuck with the artistic program, but I did after that lesson start to try some more double jumps. Yeah. So I think that's where the more, um, I don't want to say serious, but um, where I started breaking down some of the barriers that I thought I might have to really kind of go for being back on the ice if that makes sense
0: it it does so i let's let's fast forward to a post that you put up in august 2022 um that says i'm 47 perimenopausal and at a figure skating camp for a week where i'm on the ice six hours a day <laughs> now it sounds as if maybe it got so it did get you could call it serious um uh, yeah <laughs> what 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 is happening at this point like you know you say i didn't think i'd be faring as well as i am if it was not for the nutrition recommendations and next level so glad i found this book before heading to sun valley so obviously we have decided to get serious
1: yeah yeah well i guess last year was when i was like okay no i can i can get all my double jumps back i think and i can really start going for this so i went into last year um And this is the, um, not this year, but the 2021-2022 season. I went in with some definite goals. Um, Wanting to get all my double jumps back. Wanting to be able to put those in a program and be successful in competition. Um, But what I was finding was I was running into a lot of issues, especially around recovery. Mm -hmm. um my muscles were always feeling sluggish there was days where I just didn't have that pop I didn't have that power um it was getting frustrating um the more I did it felt like my strength almost got less or my power got less and so you know you start to go down to that that wormhole like am I overtraining? is my diet good um you know I'm sure like a lot of people have done just everything like tried several diet changes, tried several supplement changes, tried, um, working out more. Cause I thought it was a strength thing, started changing workouts, but yeah, nothing was working. Um, mm-hmm. and I finished off the season. Um, there was probably two months where I lost every single double jump and it felt like I couldn't, get that pop back to get them landed um and I finished off the season kind of getting them back but I was still struggling I was really frustrated um so I was kind of still drawing at straws but in the back of my mind I was just wondering like am I too old for this Mm. am I legit like this is where my body's at and I'm not going to be able to get past this but I figured I'd take the summer, um, the off season and just try a few more things. Um, and through another Facebook group, actually for plant-based endurance athletes, I got turned on to, um, the next level book and someone recommended, no, you know, this probably isn't it for you. Just check out this book. Um, and see if that helps because it really helped me so instantly um got the book on audible listened to it on a road trip and had so many aha moments um that by the time I was done the road trip I kind of had a good game plan as to what I wanted to do through the summer to try to get ready for the 2022 2023 season
0: As a lifelong runner and cyclist, I am stoked to announce that Tifosi Optics has come on as a podcast sponsor. The beauty of Tifosi sports glasses is that they hit all the marks. They are shatterproof polycarbonate, so the lenses not only reduce glare, but also offer scratch resistance and complete eye protection. They stay put. They have little hydrophilic rubber nose pads that actually get more grippy the more you sweat. So they stay secure and don't slide down your face even when you're running in sauna-like conditions. No matter what sport you do, they have a shade for your activity, including tennis, fishing, pickleball, running, cycling, and just hanging out at the beach. And they are super reasonably well-priced, which is very hard to find in a sea of overpriced eyewear. And they just look freaking rad. So head on over to tefosioptics.com and use the code FM, capital F, and capital M, like feisty menopause, number 20, FM20, 20, to get 20% off your order today. I'll put a clickable link in the show notes to make it a snap. Musculoskeletal health is everything during menopause. Everyone knows how much I love Joint Health Plus from Prevanex, which has helped me get back to distance running after arthritic toes stopped me in my tracks. Now they have a product that has become my go-to for muscle strength and recovery, Muscle Health Plus. Muscle Health Plus contains all the key ingredients we talk about on this show, like creatine monohydrate, essential amino acids, and branched chain amino acids, plus even more cutting edge ingredients, like HMB and estrogen, that are scientifically shown to increase muscle growth, recovery, and strength. I use it every day during my early morning lifting sessions, and there's no question that it helps my power during those workouts and my recovery after. Plus, I love having everything I need from the best high-quality ingredients in one reasonably priced shake. I've also heard from fellow users who have had bloating or GI upset in the past from creatine that haven't had any of that with Muscle Health Plus. I make my shake with almond milk and espresso, but it's also good with ice cold water, which makes the flavor really pop. As always, you can get 15% off your first order with the code HIPPLAY, all caps, one word at prevenex.com. That's HIPPLAY, all caps, one word at Previnex.com. Do your muscles a favor and head on over and get some today. So,
1: the things that I implemented um, the first thing, which was the easiest, was just that 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes after heavy workouts. I definitely was not getting enough protein, um, especially as someone that's predominantly plant-based and I'm not vegan, but I do, um, stay away from a lot of meat and dairy, um, just for, for dietary or, uh, digestive reasons too. Um, but definitely that 30 grams of protein, 30 minutes helped huge, um, I was able to run more, uh, recover faster, and I noticed it almost immediately. Mm. So that was positive. The other things that I implemented were um, the sprint intervals. So yes, I was running and um, I I liked my long, slow runs and I liked feeling comfortable. I live in a mountain town, so there's lots of hill training and I figured that's enough for that higher intensity stuff. Um, but I did make sure that once a week I was doing some sprint intervals. So, um, I think that that has translated well into, um, gaining some power for my programs in skating, um, and overall performance. And then the other thing was, um, some higher intensity training intervals to, uh, with kettlebells, um, mm. Kettlebells, swings, and um, a lot of squat progressions and lunges and stuff. So um, doing intervals with that. But I think the most important thing with that is just incorporating those break periods through your workout, and trying to push it a little bit farther each time. Yeah, because that was the other thing. Was I think there's uh, I think there's a mention in the book um, of something that you're not going to gain strength if you're not really pushing into some of that fatigue or something along the along those lines I I remember an aha moment and I'm definitely someone that likes to go to the gym and just be like oh there's a 10 pound dumbbell I'm just going to do some bicep curls and I'll just get my three sets of 10 done say I did them and carry on Um, but this past summer no I'm not allowed to do that like I am actually kind of pushing into that zone of discomfort and, um, really trying to work, um, higher weights when I'm able to. And
0: you seemingly, they worked for you?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm surprised how well they did work. Um, I went into that training camp in Sun Valley, mildly terrified that I was going to be on the ice for six to seven hours a day for a week straight and had a few friends going, that's what you call a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I relate, relate to that.
0: Game.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's going to be so fantastic. Um, and I got through that camp uh, with energy by the end. I mean, part of it is just the elation of skating in Sun Valley on an outdoor rink in the middle of summer and everything is beautiful and you're around 79 other adult skaters. Um, so the vibe there is super positive, but I was surprised at how much skating I was actually able to do. And I think there was only a couple sessions that I had planned to do that I decided to rest out on, which is pretty good for a week of, you know, potentially 35 to 40 hours of skating. It's a lot
0: because there's a lot I of know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs>
0: So then what is, um, what you posted again, just this, this recently about, um, you know, being back on the ice and be having your doubles back. So what, like, what have you, what are you, what did you do after that camp? Like, what does it look like since that point?
1: Um, and since that point I skate, uh, five times a week. Um, I am, I dial back my strength training and my running Mm -hmm. when my
0: skating season's there. Um, And you were in competition recently, correct? Like in December? uh, December.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah, December first competition. Um, I have another one coming up in two weeks. um, And then another one again coming up in a month and a half. And then our season will be over. Yeah. Um, But it's been, I I got back into this I uh, got back onto the ice and started this season um wondering how it was going to be I definitely felt a lot stronger um and things were coming together quite well but I was really surprised at how much different I felt this season than last season so, how so? I don't I I don't have that recovery leg anymore I mean I'm definitely sore and stiff um probably on a daily basis I do a sport that involves a lot of falling every (laughs) time you're on the ice and some of those falls are not fantastic um so yeah I'm always stiff and sore but I don't have that sluggish muscle feeling I never feel tired walking up the stairs anymore so that has that has definitely changed um My power to get into the air, like I and I mean, partly it's maybe a jump technique thing, but it is night and day um, difference with how much easier it feels and quicker it feels for me to get myself up into the air, which, of course, if you're trying to do double jumps, makes a huge difference just to have that little bit of extra height and pop and just that little bit of extra quickness. Um, The other thing I've noticed is spins, um, like it takes a lot of muscle control and strength to hold a position in a spin. And I'm able to spin faster, um, which has its own problems with
0: dizziness when you're older. I was just going to ask that. I was just thinking about that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I spin a little, I can spin a little bit faster than what I'm used to. So it's kind of Trying to get used to that new speed, um, but eventually it happens. There's a few days that you spend feeling nauseous after skating <laughs> because you've been doing too many spins, um, but it comes. Um, and then into just the the endurance I have to complete a three minute program, which is basically like sprinting for three minutes. Um, it's quite challenging, but I'm getting through it fairly easy for being 47 so i i feel so much stronger and i have so much more energy this year which is amazing
0: so great so great to hear and are the i i haven't quite picked up if the doubles are back are you have you gotten the doubles
1: All, all of the ones that i could land consistently last or consistently when i was skating in my teens i can land them all again wow Yeah. Yeah. So that's just super exciting. And, um, I'm actually starting to try double axles again. And that's a jump that i never, I think I maybe landed two of them when I was a kid. Like, it's not a jump that I was able to land, but I took the ceiling off myself. I, I stopped the, oh, let's try to get back to the skater that I was. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Let's just see how far I can take this. Like, there's no reason for me to put a ceiling on it. Um, I'm getting stronger every day. I'm getting more confident on the ice every day. So why can't I start trying double axles again? Why couldn't I maybe start training triples next year? Like, you know, there's, there's still potential that I could take this further. So that's nice to be able to feel that way and to feel strong enough to have that option.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And for those of us who don't know, including myself, can you can you just explain a little bit the difference between those jumps? Like you say, South Cal, you say, axel, you know, and I don't actually like I'm nodding as if I'm like Peggy Fleming. I have no idea. Like, I mean, I watch skating, but I don't actually know the difference between those, those jumps.
1: The main difference between an axle. So an axle itself is one and a half revolutions. Okay. Oh, so, when you're learning to skate, you kind of learn all your single jumps. That's one revolution. Yep. And then axle is like this milestone because it's the first jump that you actually have to get into a good air position. Um, it's an extra half rotation. So it's kind of that first big jump that you learn. And then you start doing double jumps, which are two rotations. So um, I have, I well, when I went back to the ice, I was able to do an axle pretty much right away. Um, And then there's five more double jumps that you can do that are two revolutions each. So all of those jumps I've managed to get back. And then the next one is that double axle. So the double axle is two and a half rotations. Okay. And it's a forward takeoff and all the other jumps are backwards takeoffs. So the axle can be a little bit intimidating because it is such a different takeoff. And then there's that extra half turn on it. So that's what makes it harder than the other double jumps. Does that make sense?
0: No, that's great. That is a great explanation. And I will watch skating with different eyes. Now that someone (laughs) has explained that to me. Um, Talk about falling. Like you had to had overcome some fear, right? Like, but then it probably like you've learned that you're okay and it's.
1: Well, yeah. and you know, some, ho- some falls are harder than others for sure. Um, <laughs> I saw this one post that explained, you know, it doesn't matter if you can do a quad or you're just stepping onto the ice. The toe pick is always there to humble you. Um, so there's always those falls and trips over the toe picks that all skaters take. They're always horrific and there's no way to manage them. So those are so that's the just,
0: little the little toe when you say toe. Yeah, feet.
1: that's the sharp part in the in the front of the skate, which yeah. is pretty easy to trip over. Gotcha. Um, but as far as the falls from jumping, um, yeah, it's kind of a mind game. Um there's definitely more fear uh with jumping when you're thinking about falling when you're an adult. It hurts more. Um and then also you gotta think, well. I need my body to actually work as well so I can continue to make money for my family. So there's that other extra bit of it. Um, And then the other wonderful thing about being an older female who has had kids is if you fall really, really hard, you find out that you leak pretty good. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that one's fun too, when you take that first hard fall. Um, But I think that's more of... Um, that's more of the mental game, so it's really reframing those met those negative thoughts um every time you go into a jump, you have to take that jump as it is. you don't think about the last few jumps that you did have a hard fall on um you just gotta trust I know my technique, this one will be good, and you just go in focusing on landing, not on falling. Mm. um, and then, yeah, for for training the the double axle and potentially some triples there's crash pads so there are padded shorts you can get which help with the impact a little bit so as i get closer to those jumps i will probably put on the crash pants
0: good sleep The one thing that sets you up for a great workout and a good day is quality sleep. We talk about it all the time here on the show, which is why I'm stoked to have Lagoon Sleep as a new sponsor. Because one of the most overlooked tools in a great sleep toolbox is the thing you literally rest your head on eight hours a night, your pillow. A quality pillow is everything. Otherwise you end up tossing, turning, punching and folding your pillow, waking up with neck pain and all the stuff that happens when your pillow doesn't meet your personal comfort needs. Say hello to the most comfortable sleep you've ever had with Lagoon. They start you out with a two minute personalized pillow quiz and then pair you with your perfect pillow. I got the Otter, a cooling adjustable pillow that is perfect for side sleepers who run warm at night like I do. It is a dream, it's fully adjustable so I was able to get the perfect loft and support The beauty of the pillow quiz is you can get the perfect pillow that you need to and make your sleep the best sleep you can have. Go to lagoonsleep.com slash hip play and take the two minute quiz to find your perfect match and then use the code HIPPLAY, all caps one word, for 15% off your first purchase. Sweet dreams. For decades, running shoes have been researched, tested and designed for men. Brands have relied on the Shrink It and Pink It approach to sell male shoes to female customers. That's why we are stoked to be working with Hebes. Hedda's designs athletic footwear for women that elevates performance, safety, and style. Hedda's has unlocked the science behind women's biomechanics through dedicated research and creates better shoes for women's performance. Some of Hedda's special features include a lower ankle collar to reduce rubbing on women's ankle bones, a breathable mesh toe box to allow for ventilation and accommodate female toe shape, a more narrow and reductive heel cup to reduce heel slippage and take pressure off the Achilles, a rounded instep that creates a snug fit through the middle to match the curvature of a woman's foot, and supercritical foam and a PBEX plate in the midsole to keep our legs going when the going gets tough. Hedas has three shoe models designed for different sessions, the Alma Cruise for your long runs, the Alma Tempo for training days, and the Alma Speed for pushing the pace. I've been running in the Alma Tempos and they are a pleasure to train in. You can get your own pair of Hedas at hedas.com and use the code FEISTY20, that's all caps, FEISTY20, for 20% off. Check it out today. We'll put a clickable link in the show notes to make it a snap. Is there, are there any other recovery techniques you use after a particularly long day, like a six hour day on the ice?
1: I definitely do a lot of rolling. I stretch every morning, um, do a lot of mobility work. And I like my heating pad a lot.
0: It's reasonable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I find even just like putting your legs up the wall, which is what my old figure skating coach used to make us do.
0: Yep. mountain biking too legs up the up wall
1: me. yep yeah just lay there for half an hour and it's just like oh okay this is so much better
0: do you have any other um any other symptoms of of the menopause like where are you in your menopause transition now have you had any like sleep or hot flashes uh, the traditional stuff that people talk about yeah my sleep sucks um
1: that's the, that's the one thing that i haven't been able to get under control Um, I was having the hot flashes. Those have calmed down a little bit. Um, What else? Joint pain. um, Lots of just random joint pain, but that's actually gotten quite a bit better as well. I think um, overall training and diet has helped with that. Um, My my kids and husband would probably say some of the mood swings.
0: <laughs> um, oh, what else? But it sounds like it's mostly managed, right? you said at
1: this point it is mostly managed, yeah, yeah, I feel like again, I feel like last year, uh, the joint pain was way worse, night sweats were way worse. um this year more manageable, yeah, and less up and down,
0: yeah, we just yeah. need to get you sleeping. Better
1: is it? He... Yeah, yeah, that would be lovely.
0: You just wake up.
1: I am really good at getting to sleep. I am, yeah. I wake up and then I'm really bad at getting back to sleep.
0: We have some shows on that. that
1: we don't need to get. Yeah, it's a whole it's...
0: other chapter to work on. It. And... It is pretty common. Like
1: get some sleep. I'll be unstoppable.
0: <laughs> well, I I really really appreciate you sharing this. I think it's. It's really heartwarming and it's really exciting. Like I'm excited for you,, um, like, yeah, that you haven't put a ceiling. I loved that that you that you're not just trying to get back, but just like, okay, where can I go now is such a great mindset.
1: well, it was so freeing, um because I I always had a let's get back to this level, and I always had that ceiling just kind of hanging over me. Um, and I ended up actually skating with a woman in Calgary that I skated with when I was a kid. I skated with her this summer, and she was talking about some of the competition she was doing and some of her goals. And she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start trying triples this year." And I was like, "Huh? You can do that? <laughs> of course you can do that. Why couldn't you do that?" And then I just had this like light bulb go off on my head. Like, why am I limiting? Where I can go with this. And then as soon as I lifted that ceiling off, everything came back. Because it was just like this weight was off me. As trying to get back to the skater I was. It's like, no, let's focus on the skater I am and go from there. Because I'm not the skater I was. I was 18 and completely different. I'm a whole, like, I am the athlete that I am now.
0: Not back then.
1: And I was super freeing
0: i love it i love it well keep keep posting keep keep us in in the loop on like what your progress is what is next for you
1: what is next for me um well i have this competition coming up in In two two weeks
0: weeks. yeah Mm
1: -hmm. um so that should be fun that'll be a fun one um there's not a lot of uh people to compete against in this one but i also have one in kelowna bc um coming up in about six weeks And that one has a lot more adults. So that's fun to actually, you know, do a little bit more of a competition type atmosphere. Um, Yeah. And then the season's kind of over. So the good thing with that is I can kind of refocus, really work on strength training, um, do a little bit more heavy lifting because I don't heavy lift while I'm skating. I just don't find I can recover from it um, well enough. Um, So, yeah, it's just it's a chance to refocus and figure out where my strengths and strengths and weaknesses are and get that ready for August, which is the start of the next season.
0: Well, we will all be watching and cheering for you, Jen. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's truly inspirational. Well, that's our show. Come on back next week when I sit down with menopause mindset and mental wellness coach, Kara Bradley. She talks all about finding our flow in menopause and beyond, something we can all benefit from. So come on back for that one. And until then, as always, stay feisty. You've been listening to Hit Play, Not Pause a feisty menopause podcast for active performance-minded women. I'm your host, Celine Yeager. The show is edited and produced by the strong, talented, and amazing women at Live Feisty Media. Follow us on social media at Feisty Menopause, and please help us spread the word. Screenshot and share this episode on your social media channels with the tag at Feisty Menopause. Share the show with your friends, and please subscribe, like, review, and rate this show wherever you get your podcasts. Word of mouth and good reviews make it easier for other listeners to find. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay feisty.